All right, this is the Twins Insider Podcast, Playoff Edition Part 2, getting ready to uh, head out to New York, Phil Miller. Phil Miller flies a little bit later this afternoon. Game 1 is Friday night in New York. We heard a lot from uh, Rocco Baldelli and a few players yesterday as they kind of prepare and hopefully try to train, although uh, weather isn't really cooperating with them that well if, uh, if part of the mission is getting some of these guys, uh, you know, some of these injured guys, some of these other guys, making sure they don't get rusty. Uh, the uh, the weather's not exactly cooperating here locally, is it? <laughs> no, and uh, now it's time to think back 10 years when everyone was uh, wringing their hands about what will we ever do if, uh, if Twins make the postseason and they're playing outdoor baseball in October. Uh, is Minnesota going to cooperate? Uh I know there are a lot of people uh, pretty nervous over at uh, over in the Target Field uh, administration offices about uh, next week and and beyond. Uh, for now, it's just uh, it washed out a workout yesterday. Uh, um, I think they're going to get a short one in today, and the weather is supposed to be uh, cool, but uh, you know, fall weather, uh, not wet in New York. So they'll get a an official workout in on Thursday, and then and then go and. Um, and now we're just uh, crossing our fingers, hoping for no snow. Yeah, it was supposed to be good here next week. I don't think the, I don't think the division series is going to be the problem. They looks like it's going to be like in the mid 60s for Monday, and Tuesday. So, yeah, ALCS and World Series, uh, if it gets to that, could be a little uh, dicier. So, uh, happy problem for them to have, though. I would imagine if they get there, sure. that would mean they've that mean they've beaten the Yankees for the first time in forever. Um, that would mean they've uh, won a playoff game or three for the first time since 2004. Their streak is now 13 straight playoff losses, and Rocco Baldelli doesn't really care about it, nor do any of the players. Um, let's play a clip, actually, right off the bat from yesterday's uh, news conference where Rocco talked about, basically he was asked, you know, do you consider playing in Yankee Stadium intimidating, um, you know, especially in the playoffs? And, you know, basically he said uh, – no, and uh, I disagree with any uh, any premise that uh, that it might be. So let's listen to that really quick. I don't find it intimidating at all. I've I've uh, been a part of many many games in that ballpark, um, and been a part of many many great efforts in that ballpark uh, and winning efforts. So I I, I don't see it. I, I think that uh, the the fans and and everyone who have followed the Twins for a long time have watched and potentially watch every game that the Twins have played, you know, have uh, have many thoughts about um, these types of games. But uh, as far as our players and, and our clubhouse, uh, I don't think any of our guys care one bit about what has happened here uh, previously. Um, and I think our guys are about as confident going into this series as you can be. Okay, Phil, so what do you think? Is this just, you know, any team is going to have this bravado or has to say this going into the playoffs, or do you get the sense that Rocco and these guys really believe it, that there is, you know, no no reason to fear or, you know, have trepidation about this any more than just a, a regular game in a regular stadium? Well, I, I don't think that the Twins, uh, I don't think the Twins know until they take the field. I, I think every team is going to say, that they're not intimidated, and I don't, and, and I don't think they feel like, oh, I'm so afraid to go to Yankee Stadium. It, it's not really like that. Uh, you know, but the truth is, they're going to hear about. Um, it's been 15 years since you've won a playoff game. It's been 15 years, 0 and 13. They're going to hear about that every day until they do it. Um, so I don't know that uh, that anybody feels like, oh, we can't do this. But the truth is, uh, the past 
two or three years, there have been times when the Twins, admittedly a worse team than, than this one, has looked a little intimidated in Yankee Stadium, has, uh, has you know, and the form it takes is that um, that when things go bad, rather than stopping it and turning it around, it kind of piles on, it kind of gets worse. Uh, and that's uh, that's kind of what they have to fight uh, in this. And uh, it, it's, it's not a matter of, uh, uh, like Rocco says, uh, you know, we don't care about uh, the past history. I think that's, uh, that's true of every team. Um, you know, as Trevor May uh, was putting it in the clubhouse, uh, it, 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 is, it affects you until it doesn't. You know, that, those streaks go on until they don't. Uh, the Red Sox sure. broke the curse. The Cubs finally won a World Series. Um, and this streak will end at some point. Um, but they are going to, they are going to hear about it. I, I think that this team is, uh, pretty strong-willed and pretty confident that they can, uh, that they can beat the Yankees. But, uh, you know, it, it, it's a lot easier to say than to do, uh, and uh, we'll see what happens when, when they get a uh, when they get behind. You know, do they become the the Nationals uh, like last night, or are they the Brewers, uh, and uh, and kind of let the moment uh, get away from them? That's a good point. I mean, 2017 was a good example of you know you think you've got all the momentum, you go up three nothing in the top of the first, and then the Yankees come right back with three, and then there's. There was that feeling at that point, and a completely different team, and we can talk about that more in a minute, but, you know, that once the Yankees tied that game, it felt like it was, you know, 95% that the Yankees were going to win that game, um, even though it was all back to squares, and, of course, they did win 8-4, to four, um, eliminating the Twins again. Again, different teams. That was an 85-win uh, Twins team that would have gotten nowhere near a sniff of the postseason this year, uh, a good year to be the, uh, the wild card uh, with 85 wins, but... Yeah, I, I get the sense that this year's team is is certainly confident, built differently. I think I would be very surprised if they were swept in this series. It just doesn't feel like a team that would get swept. Um, I don't have a great feeling about how it's going to go other than that. Um, but uh, that does segue into my next question. Are you, sh- should they be afraid of the Yankees, or is this a pretty beatable Yankees team, despite 103 wins and, and you know 306 home runs. Well, yeah, I mean you can talk about the 103 wins, but they did it the same way the Twins did it. Uh, you know, largely built on uh, beating up on uh, on the 100 loss teams in this uh, in this league. So, uh, sure. um, you, you know, I think they see uh, a lot of themselves in that in that team. So. Uh, I think they really give themselves a chance. And, and one thing about, uh, you know, I asked uh, uh, Eddie Rosario, who, also, who homered in the first inning. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's see, it went Dozier home run, Polanco walk, and Rosario home run, uh, up three yeah. nothing. And, and Rosie said, oh, I we definitely were going to win. You, yeah, we definitely thought we were going to win. And I said, uh, what about after the bottom of the first? And he said, oh, you know, here we go. <laughs> uh, right. So, uh, you definitely remember the uh, the good times better than the uh, than the bad times. But uh, uh, you know, it, it, the one thing that they uh, do have going for them is it doesn't take uh, it, this isn't a team as we know that that needs uh, three singles and a double to score a couple of runs. You know, uh, sure, uh, a walk and a and one of their you know, 17 home run hitters, uh, mm-hmm. and there's a couple of runs. Uh, 
I, I really think that the feeling that we can score in every inning uh, is uh, is really pervasive on the team that uh, that they're used to everybody contributing. You know, they ended the season with uh, C.J. Crone, uh, Jake Cave, and and uh, Jason Castro homering, and none of those guys had homered in September. And of course, they came through they, uh, when they were looking to win the home run uh, title. So that feeling, uh, the, the fact they score so quickly and occasionally so often uh, are, uh, I think, really help keep any thoughts that uh, that any game is over away from them. That's a good point. They don't feel like they're ever out of a game, especially even just watching them observationally. Um, but you, um, I think you brought up uh, you know, Mitch Garber uh, talked a little bit yesterday. I got the sense that he and the rest of the guys like to hit at Yankee Stadium, and, and why wouldn't you? Uh, it's, it's definitely a uh, a friendly and inviting home run, especially to uh, the right field, particularly for a left-handed hitter, but even for, you know, Garver and Cruz, and, and these guys are not uh, opposed to, to taking one out the uh, taking one out the other way. Um, do, you, do you get the sense that, that they are able to score in more ways than, than – some run, or I mean, they, they tried to they tried to make their case for the yesterday, but boy, this it does feel like they're going to be pretty dependent on it. Uh, they scored 52 percent of their runs this season, uh, 51 point something percent of their runs uh, this season on home runs. It's uh, yeah, it's it was the second most uh, power dependent offense uh, in uh, in baseball, I think, behind Toronto, yeah. uh, and yeah. by far their uh, their most home run dependent. So, uh, you know, they are saying those things. I uh, remember thinking when uh, both Nelson and uh, Nelson Cruz and Mitch Garver were making that case yesterday that, uh, you know, come on. Uh, <laughs> you know, they – sure, they can score runs the other way, but that just isn't really how much it works. And afterwards, no. I, I said to Mitch uh, something like, uh, you know, the, the Yankees' bullpen is uh-huh. well-known as a shutdown bullpen. They've got uh, – uh, Britain and uh, and Chapman and you know some some great arms out there and and Mitch said yeah that's true but you know one pitch one pitch uh, yeah is uh, you know they uh, they catch one pitch uh, in the strike zone and uh, uh, and it's gone I you know sure they are going to score uh, runs on uh, you know they they do hit a lot of doubles and they are going to sure. score runs other ways but. Uh, who are we kidding? Uh, this is yeah. a team that that wins with home runs, and so are the Yankees. Uh, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, they're pretty proud of right. that. Um, and so I I do think the team that hits the most home runs is going to win. And that is kind of a, a pathway in the postseason. I think there's a kind of a misperception out there that as you get into October, you need to play more small ball. It's actually the opposite. I mean, I think the the numbers will bear it out that there's less scoring for sure in the postseason because the pitching gets better, the bullpens are short, you know, things get shortened up. But the percentage of runs that are scored on home runs goes up um, yeah. because you know, the, so it's it's a it's a good thing to hit a lot of home runs, uh, especially in the postseason. So uh, that that bodes well for both teams, which is uh, an interesting thing. What one other I thought interesting thing from Rocco yesterday was basically I don't know if it was. A little bit of hyperbole, but basically saying the Twins' bullpen right now is as good as he's ever seen a bullpen, or something of of that nature. Mm-hmm. That was uh, yeah, it was 
puffing up his guys, and they, they certainly are pitching well, but I don't still feel like that's an edge for them in the series. But am I wrong about that? No, uh, no, I, I don't think so. Uh, I, I, you know, it will be interesting to see that uh, how uh, how those guys uh, perform uh, at the you know at the end. Obviously, is the uh, important part. I, I, he is right that the. Uh, that uh, bullpen is on uh, quite a roll now. I, you know, best sure. ever. Uh, um, you know, I don't know that uh, that that was necessarily for our consumption. I uh, I repeated that quote to uh, Trevor May and to Tyler Duffy, and, and both of them seemed uh, um, uh, impressed by it. Uh, both, sure. uh, you know, I think it had the effect that uh, Rocco might have been looking for there. Right. Um, yeah, the uh, you know the the truth is they've been getting great uh, middle uh, relief too from uh, Trevor May and from uh, Zach Littell. and uh, I, I know those guys are uh, those guys are pretty confident. Uh, I you know and that's going to be very necessary because I I don't think um, there are going to be many long starts in this series. Even no. uh, uh, well, Jake Odorizzi uh, you know never goes more than six and. Uh, and I think Jose is going to be on a pretty short leash. And uh, um, so, it, you know, Rocco is doing everything he can to uh, to buck up the uh, the bullpen is, you know, is knowing how important they're going to be. Can they match up with the Yankees? I mean, sure, I think the Yankees uh, um, probably have a small advantage there. But, uh, you know, the mantra might well be what uh, Mitch said, one pitch, one pitch. Sure. Um, interesting too, not surprising, but Rocco being very close to the vest with, uh, any roster decisions, any starting rotation, any, anything like that. They're, they're going to play this, you know, down to the, down to the wire. And, you know, strategically that's fine, right? There's no reason to tell the Yankees who to prepare for. There's no reason to tell the Yankees, Hey, these are the guys until they, they have to, but you, I think you asked yesterday, you know, will you, Essentially, like, is your, you know, one through three or one through four set uh, in terms of your pitchers, starting pitchers, yeah. or is that kind of fluid depending on the situation or depending on you know where you are in the series? And it kind of sounds like they have an idea, but that it's the subject to change. Well, I, I actually was a little surprised by the uh, by his answer. Uh, yeah, I asked, uh, if, do you not know who's starting game two, uh, or uh, are you just not telling us? And, uh, you know, basically his answer was, yeah, we're just not telling you that uh, we've got a pretty that, that we have the w- ability to uh, change course, but uh, but we have a pretty good idea. I, I honestly did expect him to uh, say that uh, that we'll see how game one goes and who we use and right. uh, and where we are and uh, if we win we might go one way and if we lose we uh, could go another. Uh, you know, my how does that play out in real life? My thought is that uh, if they win game one, maybe Jake Odorizzi uh, pitches game three in target yeah. field. If they lose yeah. game one, maybe they make him uh, pitch uh, Saturday in the Yankee Stadium because uh, you cannot afford to get down uh, 0-2. Um, but, uh, you know, he, he said we're going to go into it with a pretty good idea, and maybe that's true. Uh, he, you know, he did – mention uh we're going to be flexible uh but uh yeah so there's as uh, has been the case all season there's a lot of uh a lot of secrecy uh about um about uh, our plans and you know it's uh it's it's 
unusual because it's it's a, a kind of a below the radar change in baseball. Uh, you know, it didn't used to be uh, that way. There's a there was much more feeling of uh, um, courtesy among the managers. I guess is sure. how they would put it. Uh, less gamesmanship. Uh, yeah. You know, more. Uh, um, you know, less of a football thing where, uh, you know, we don't want them right. to see our plays. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I go back to standing in uh, Rocco's office. In, yeah, I'm uh, just going to bring that up. In, yeah. In Cleveland, uh, in the doubleheader, when Free uh, Francona calls and clearly annoyed uh, to ask uh, Rocco, who's pitching game two? Uh, and, yeah, I mean, that is the extremes that uh, that they're going to go to. Yeah. And, and uh, it, it I, I said, you know, you're just going to make us speculate and he says well that's what you're good at (laughs) well one thing i hadn't really given much weight to but you given how thin their starting pitching is would you see a scenario where they asked Rios and Odorizzi to pitch on short rest in four and possibly five or do you think they're they're gonna they're gonna wait on that they wouldn't they wouldn't do that uh because of you know, Brios hasn't been particularly good on short rest and, and whatnot. I don't think they would. Um, I think they're big believers, and I think there is a, a lot of statistical evidence that uh, that short rest is counterproductive, that it, that it, seems, okay. uh, that it seems good. But there are a lot of examples in the postseason of uh, throwing that out. I don't think they would ever um, start Jose in game four, say, uh, and, and, sure. and move him up a couple of days. Um, he is much better on an extra yep. day rest than uh, the rare times that he's had last. Uh, you know, it is the right. postseason, and, and especially lately, there's a quite a history of uh, starting pitchers uh, coming in on their throw day uh, sure. and uh, in, in pitching an inning or two in relief. Uh, and they did that recently with uh, Kyle Gibson uh, when uh, when he was still in the rotation. So I think uh, that's a possibility. You know, especially Game Five. Um, yeah, next uh, which would be next Thursday in the Yankee Stadium, um, that might be more likely that maybe Jake Odorizzi, uh, depending on how he's feeling, comes in. You uh, you do have to win the game in front of you. There you don't you don't play the long game uh, that much. Um, so that sounds counterproductive. Do would I use Barrios a day early? But uh, I think the evidence yeah. is pretty strong that it that it doesn't work. You know if. And none of the supplies if Madison Bumgarner is on your team. Yeah, that's that's true. Uh, or if Michael Pineda didn't get a suspension. I mean, it's a lot of uh, a lot of hindsight. Uh, that's that's not going to get them anywhere at this point. Though they got to do with what's in front of them. Boy, it'd be interesting if they to see what they would do if you know a good problem to have again. But if they got to a game five, used both Barrios and Odorizzi for you know heavy heavyish workloads and won that game, how, how they would approach the ALCS that would start two days later uh, yeah. back-to-back games. I don't know who they would be ready to throw in those two games, but uh, that would be, again, you, you've got to win the game in front of you. You worry about the next round if you get there. Uh, so uh, position players, he, again, don't know uh, what's, what's you know, 100% real at this point, but you could see that Rocco seemed pretty optimistic about Luis Arias yesterday. Is that fair to say? I guess uh, again, uh, he's, he's a little hard to read. Uh, you know, he did say yeah. that uh, that uh, Arise is uh, is weight bearing uh, on the ankle uh, and and is working hard. I, 
you know, that's still three days out. Uh, so that yeah. is that is good news. Uh, it, it did make me feel more than ever that uh, that he might be on the roster, but not in the lineup uh, in Yankee Stadium. And uh, sure. uh, with the thought that uh, by Monday at Target Field uh, he is he is himself again. Um, but uh, yeah, it was all. Uh, and then I was struck um, afterwards. Uh, Max Kepler, you know, basically mm-hmm. proclaimed himself 100%. Uh, okay. And and Marwin uh, uh, just kind of laughed off, and he, you know, he says he's fine. He's he's ready to go. So uh, they, uh, you know, they are almost 100% uh, healthy. Speaking of Marwin, I'm like 99% sure I saw him in the Skyway yesterday walking his dog um, on the way to yeah, Target yeah. Field. Yeah, that's a, a little dog. That, that seems plausible. Yeah. yeah, it's a little dog. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, yeah. That dog is around clubhouse. Uh, he's uh, <laughs> um, and after uh, after games, he's uh, he's got two little kids who are always wearing Gonzalez okay. jerseys, uh, and they uh, chase the dog uh, around outside the clubhouse. That's so uh, yeah, oh, nice. Yeah, that's probably him. My eyes were not deceiving me. Um, last thing, and then we'll uh, we'll cut out. Uh, you know, aside from Arise, I can't remember uh, what's the Yankees. Have they said their rotation yet? Have they said their one-two at least yet? Do we know? No, I don't think. Uh, I don't think uh, that they're willing to give up much more uh, if if Rocco's not. Uh, uh, things could change at the Thursday press conference. Baseball traditionally, sure. and we were yep. some discussion about this. Baseball traditionally has the manager and right. next day starting pitcher uh, right. hold a press conference the day before every game, and uh, yeah. Uh, so we were saying, you know, how's Rocco going to handle that? Uh, um, apparently, bring all thirteen around. guys out. <laughs> well, I, we were told tentatively that uh, the press conference in uh, New York will have uh, Rocco and uh, Taylor Rogers, uh, <laughs> who very well may pitch uh, on Friday, and and then. Sure. Uh, Saturday, uh, Saturday's starter is 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 Rocco going to uh, um, hold a press conference to tell us uh, who Saturday's starter is, is before Friday's game? I right. I will cut him slack there on the uh, you know on the notion that he maybe he doesn't really know. Um, right. Yeah, it's uh, uh, the Yankees are uh, you know no reason if, if there's gamesmanship going on. Uh, I guess there's sure. no reason to announce it. The the thought is that uh, the assumption is that James Paxton uh, right. is going to start, um, and uh, I think uh, um, after that, uh, you know, there's been a lot of talk in New York of uh, of uh, Tanaka being in the bullpen. I, uh-huh. I don't know if if that is the plan. He gives the Twins uh, some problems, so I don't mm-hmm. think that they would like to use him. But uh, those are the those are the guys. Um, uh, we're expecting to see uh, J.A. Happ uh, uh, probably uh, in target field on Monday. Okay. Paxton, he, he's lefty, yes? Or is that when I'm thinking of Happ? Yes. Yep. So yes. That would Paxton mitigate, and Happ are, are left-handed. That mitigates the need necessarily for rushing Arias because you imagine if Paxton is the game one starter, that's maybe Scope's game anyway, uh, given he, he mashes lefties pretty well. So, okay, I guess... The way the pitching breaks down could could give them a little bit more uh, flexibility with with how they use Luis and not needing to use him right away. I mean, I know he hits both sides well, but Scope is more likely yeah. to start against a lefty anyway. Well, and that brings up one more point too: uh, is that the Yankees have a pretty left-handed uh, pitching staff. You know, Chapman and yeah. Britton, uh, both of their uh, their uh, 
knockout right. uh, late inning guys are left-handed. Uh, Paxton and Half uh, are going to get starts, and I would assume, and they're left-handed. Uh, and the Twins, the Twins do uh, mash uh, left-handed pitching pretty well. That has been yep. a uh, that's been a season-long pattern that uh, that they certainly hope uh, continues. And uh, and in fact, that's what I was talking about with Mitch Garver when uh, he said one pitch. Uh, you know, the Chapman and uh, Britton. Are left-handed, but uh, you know he's looking forward to seeing himself and Nelson Cruz and uh, uh, Miguel. You know, uh, and, and uh, yeah, Miguel Sano uh, at the plate against those guys in the late innings. Well, we'll see. Uh, Friday night, first game. We'll we'll do this again not long after they play again. But uh, Phil, tra- safe travels, and uh, we'll chat with you soon.